there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one neighborly page of Talmud every day. And in today's page, Ketubot 85, the Talmud advises us that the people living next door, well, they're more than just your neighbors. Have a listen. A dilemma was raised before the sages. If two men have the same name and one was a neighbor and the other one was a relative, what is the halacha? They're trying to figure out, in other words, someone left some money behind to, you know, to John Smiths, and they're trying to figure out which John Smith should get the money. The Gemara answers, come and hear the solution from the following verse. A close neighbor is better than a distant brother. Proverbs 27.10. The Gemara is basically telling us that when trying to decide something very concrete, very real, not mushy or feel-goody, as who should get money, we understand that even though you may have a brother who lives very, very, very far away, that brother is not entitled to your money as much as the neighbor down the block who knocks on your door every morning for that cup of sugar. And so I knew exactly who to call when I read this passage. Look, I live in a New York City apartment. Uh, I am ashamed to say that I don't know most of the people living in this very large building, but I know someone who does know and cherish all of his neighbors. He is our very own Corduroy Starvav, straight out of the brotherly city of New Haven, Connecticut. Rabbeinu Mark Oppenheimer, welcome back to the show. Uh, Shana Toiva, Reb, Reb Yid. Uh, it's very good to be here. You know, um, you speak buckets full of truth as we launch into 5783, and it's an honor to be here with you talking about the page of the day. So, Mark, thank you for saying that. We had the privilege just last week of celebrating a major milestone in your life in a neighbor's backyard, and I was struck by the fact that in addition to colleagues and family members, it seemed like the entire town of New Haven, or at least uh, vast swaths of your neighbors, were there with stories like, oh yeah, I'm the neighbor who plays poker. Oh yeah, I'm the neighbor who stops by after school. It was really like a vision of a different America. It's true. If you wanted to get a table at Sally's or Peppy's Pizza, that was a good time to do it because all the regulars had emptied out to come honor me uh, for my retirement party from one of my many jobs. Um, it is true. I'm a big believer in neighborhood, and I, I think I come by it honestly. I grew up in a city that you may or may not know is known mostly to its own PR department as the city of Holmes, Springfield, Massachusetts. Um, <laughs> my mother hails from the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia. My father hails from Squirrel Hill, one of the, the great neighborhoods in America, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. And my, my siblings and I have noted to each other that we all ended up settled in different places, in Austin, Texas, in St. Paul, Minnesota, in Rogers Park in Chicago, and in Westville in New Haven, in neighborhoods where people had a little quarter acre, there are sidewalks, and you could know each other in kind of basic American, you know, post-World War One, thickly settled you know, first ring neighborhoods. And I think there is something soothing to the soul about that. But I want to take it, I think these neighborhoods are well proportioned and I'm not the only one to think so. I mean, there are architects who have said, if you build according to certain proportions, give people a little bit of a yard, but not so much yard that they have to shout from their porch to talk to someone on the sidewalk, give them a, a bigger yard out back, but a smaller yard in the front, give them porches, give them uh, walkable streets. This is something that architects have noticed, creates a kind of 
fund of civic engagement and well-being. But I think it goes deeper than that. And I think the rabbis were onto something, which is that you grow up in these nuclear families and then you get you get hurled back in their day, you know, onto the far seas for trading routes, for for military. Um, people got lost. Um, the Hilchot, the laws around when a wife is considered to have lost her husband so that she can remarry, have to deal with the fact that men were lost at sea back in the days. You grow up with these people who one hopes you love and are attached to forever because they're your siblings and you do share something with them you'll never share with anyone else, which is you know you know your parents and their strengths and weaknesses and can talk about it. And yet sometimes they end up lost at sea or cast far away or their business or their family takes them far from you. And then these other people fill in. These neighbors come along and become your, you know, <laughs> to, to use the argo of the time, your brothers by another mother, your sisters by another mister. And what do they mean to you? And it is interesting to me that there is a way in which they never ever replace siblings. There is still a way in which when I get together with one of my three siblings, we have a, a kind of taproot of of inside jokes that we can share with each other with only, you know, an eye roll or a look of shade or a smile. And my neighbors and I will never have that with each other. And I'm very mindful of that. At the same time, when I think about whom would I leave my dog to, or almost as important, my children, I actually want them to stay in the same community, if at all possible. And the, and, and in conversations that Sid and I have had about what would become of our car, what would become of our dog, what would become of our children, if, God forbid, something happens, we leave something behind, without giving away too much about where we've landed on these questions, one of the serious considerations has been, who would keep the kids nearby and in the same neighborhood? Because to them, you know, that is that is what they know, and that is family. And I actually like the idea of keeping your money in the same neighborhood as well. I mean, we think about one of the great, what built America more than things like the Carnegie Libraries or community foundations or United Ways, where people leave behind large amounts of patrimony and say, I want to keep it in the city. And think how far we've traveled from that, Reb Yit, Reb Liel, where today's billionaires start these large philanthropies and they want to affect change you know, in distant lands, which is noble in its way, but how much more effect they might have if they said, I want to affect change in the, in the square mile right around me. So I think the rabbis were onto something very profound, which is that as much as we love our siblings, as much as we love our cousins, as much as we love our kin, that the idea when we leave something behind that it should go to people who know how we used it in a rooted, earthy way in, in the place where we lived and could keep using it that way is very, very beautiful and and I would say godly. Mark Hoppenheimer, I'm not sure what you're running for, but I'm voting for you. Thank you so much to Cordor of Sarav for being our guest and our teacher. In a ranked voting system, you will rank me one, two, and three, is what you're saying? A thousand percent. Like like a good neighbor should. Ha! <laughs> Baruch Hashem. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Rusquet and Quinn Waller. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Mark Oppenheimer, Sarah Fredman-Ader, Robert Scaramuccia, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You can find us on Twitter at takeone.fiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day 
a little more Talmudic, and we will see you again soon.